Well, hello, friend. How are you today? I am so glad that you have joined me for this episode of The Kate Take. As I am recording this, it is January 1st, 2021. It is the first day of the new year, and this is a bonus episode, I suppose I'll call it. It's completely off the cuff. I have no notes in front of me. I don't have an interview. This wasn't even scheduled. I just had a calling on my heart to share this story on January 1st of the new year as I'm sitting in my office and looking at my goals for this year and also reflecting on who I've been in the past. And it's my podcast and it's my rules. So I said, Kate, go grab the mic. And here we are. And I'm recording this today because I know that so many of us look to the new year as uh, as just possibilities. And I know that there's so much magic in a fresh start. We know that the calendar changing to January 1 doesn't really technically change that much, but we can capitalize off of that magical feeling, off of that feeling of being renewed, of refreshed, of there's a, a fresh start. There's There's nothing wrong with wanting a fresh start. What led me to want to record this today is the idea that you guys, it's just, it takes time to accomplish what you want, but you listening to this today, you need to realize how special you are. There is only one of you in this whole world. That's it. Just one of you. And we need to realize that. I know that sounds so like silly and meta and whatever, but look at yourself, look at your life. Where do you actually want to go in five years? And so, or or 10 or whatever, 20 years, where do you want to be when you look back and you're an old lady and you're sitting there with your great, great grandkids? Do you want to say that you, you lived a life of you know, you were scared, but you did it. And this is how you failed. And oh man, let me tell you about this time and this thing I accomplished, or man, I really fell on my face there. Do you want to tell your grandkids about that? Or do you want to look back at your life when you're 80 and say, I stayed safe. I stayed complacent. I never started that business. I never wrote that book. I never left my number for that guy. Whatever it is, what do you want? Do you want to live a life that's hard because you had to work for your dreams? Or do you want a life that's hard because you're living with regret? And so I just want to share my story with you today. I know some of you know it, and this is just on my heart. So I want to share who I was kind of five years ago. And as I sit here in my office on January 1st, 2021, who I am today and how I got here. And I just really want you to see yourself in this story because I think it's so many of us is how I felt five years ago is completely different than how I feel now. But I think of my life and I think of the paths that I've taken and had I not taken maybe this road less traveled or taken a different path and decided to be scared instead of complacent, I truly I don't even know who I would be right now because who I have grown into in the past five years has been a shit ton of work and it's been so worth it. And I'm so thankful for it. So I'm here today to share my story with you and I hope that it resonates with you and I just wanted to put it out there. So five years ago, I was a classroom teacher. I was in my second year of teaching, actually, and I taught at a Title I school outside of um, the Twin Cities in a, a suburb type area. And I loved it to death. I mean, 
I am one of those people and I want you to think about your gifts and where do you shine and what delights you up. From the moment I was a child, I have never shut up. <laughs> Communication is literally like my number one strength finder. I've always just loved to talk and listen and teach. I used to line up all my stuffed animals in my basement and grab my you know chalkboard and old books. Did anybody else do that? Um, as a kid, ask their teacher to take home like the workbooks from the school year and stuff. And I would teach my animals in the toy room of our basement. And I just, I always loved teaching, but I also always had this inside of me of wanting to do more. I remember being a little girl and playing in my bedroom and grabbing my like C squad basketball trophy and holding it and pretending it was an Oscar and, or an Emmy or a Grammy. And like, I have so many memories of me being in my bedroom, like giving my acceptance speech because even as a kid, I just, I love teaching. I loved communicating. I loved being around people, but I also had this like thing inside of my heart that knew I could do more. I always wanted to reach a lot of people. And so of course, teaching felt like such a natural fit for me. And it was, and I loved my career with my students and any teachers listening to this, I think you'll really resonate with that idea of you get into teaching because you love teaching. You don't get into it for the income. You don't get into it for, you know, the, um, the accolades. You don't get into it for a lot of praise. In fact, there's a lot of criticism with teachers and judgment and people are always breathing down your neck of what you should do or shouldn't do. But I loved it to death and I was really good at it right off the bat when I got my first classroom. And that second year of teaching, though, I, I switched roles. I had moved from a sixth grade position to a third grade position. And when I met my third graders, and this is no harm to eight-year-olds out there, they just, they, I loved them to death and I still love teaching, but they were not my jam. I really enjoyed those sixth, sixth grade age kids. But same thing. I worked really hard. I had a great teammate. I love my school. We are like a family. And honestly, at 24 years old, I had a job. It was paying me. I enjoyed it. I felt passionate about it. I especially felt passionate about social issues and racial justice issues and equity and really, you know, making my voice heard within our district of the inequities that were in our district, because there are a ton of them, just like there are in schools forever and hopefully not forever. But anyway, so I was really passionate, but, and I met Zach and we had been dating like a year or so, and things were good. Like, when I, when you're listening to this, I want you to think about your life. And if you're in a place where like things are good, that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that there's ever anything wrong with good, but you have to realize that your life could go from good to great with one small decision, one small decision. And that's how my life so far has gone from good to great. And it doesn't mean that your life is all roses and there's not hardships and there's not ups and downs and times you're not crying in your bedroom, but you can go from good to great because in my heart of hearts, in that classroom, every single day, there was still that little kid who held that C-Squad basketball trophy, pretending it was an Oscar thinking, oh man, there's got to be something else. And I don't know if I ever fully verbalized it or even knew what it was, but I think if you're listening to this and you understand where I'm coming from, it's just a stirring in your soul that says, oh, man, I think there's something else out there, but I didn't know what it was. And then coaching came into my life. 
And coaching actually came into my life the summer before I started that third grade position. I saw a post on Facebook from a girl that I knew from college. I had gotten to her fitness classes. She was on this podcast before Molly Asplin. And I had admired her in college. I really enjoyed her fitness classes. And I just thought she seemed like such a nice person. And, you know, when I saw her post, it was like that stirring found something. And, you know, something inside of me said, hmm. Maybe I should join that. So I messaged her at the time. It was for um, a challenge group, which is now as I've partnered with Beachbody, it's our online kind of community, right? Each coach has their own spin on it. And I wanted to, at that time, just lose some weight. That was honestly my only goal. At the time I was running marathons. I had at, when I signed up, I was actually mid training for my second full marathon, but I just wanted to get my health and fitness really in order. I felt like I still had some lingering issues from the past with um, restrictive eating and just my, my body wasn't what, I mean, my goals were shallow at first, right? It was all aesthetic goals, which again, if that's what gets you going, then that's what gets you going. But I reached out to Molly. I joined her challenge group. I really loved it. And by the end of that summer, as I went into the school year, I signed up on September 1st as a coach in 2015. So I simultaneously had a new role at school. I was on some different committees, like the equity team and things like that within my um, profession as a teacher. And then I also was taking on this side hustle, as I used to always call it, or my side gig um, with coaching, partnering through Beachbody. And when I found coaching, I found a way to fully be myself. And as you listen to this, I don't know if it resonates with you, but in your career, where we spend a lot of our time, and I know that, you know, the past year has looked different where a lot of, of us have been working from home, right? But when you were at the office or if you're at the office now or wherever you are, I want you to think about, do you fully get to be yourself? And I know that there's like appropriate times and places to, to be yourself. You know, if you're going to cuss, it's probably not at work or, um, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But when I found coaching, I just felt so free because my challenge groups and the way that I ran those and the way that I taught and was in community with the women in that group, man, it was so fun. It was so fun to put my spin on it. And, you know, fast forward to today, that's what I love about mentoring the women on my team. Not everyone is like me. Not everyone at all is like me. In fact, I would say most of the coaches on my team are not a they're not exactly like my personality, but I mean, similar qualities, but you, you can be shy or you can be timid or you could be a mom of five. And maybe that's how you coach your groups, but whatever it is for you, the second I got these challenge groups, man, I just, it felt so fun. And then I was introduced to this thing called personal development. I had never listened to a personal development podcast in my life. I never read a personal development book in my life. Although I will say, I look back, there was one personal development book I read before I met Zachary called It's Just a Fucking Date. <laughs> so single ladies out there who are listening, go get that because it was really good. Anyway, and personal development was like, my, my mind was like exploding because I had never heard of it. And Molly, my coach was like, yep, so a coach, you know, they this is what a coach does. They work on their own health and fitness through Beachbody programs. You know, you'll, you'll drink the Shakeology, you'll follow the meal plans. Okay, great. Um, you'll get your own results. You'll feel amazing. Um, you're going to read personal development because you want to grow, right? If you're going to help people, you need to help yourself. 
okay, cool, check, I've got that. Um, by the way, um, you're gonna help people. So you have a way to make income and you know this is how you get people started. This is a challenge pack. This is how you can generate income for yourself. I was like, okay, cool. That like, And that was a piece of my goal too, was as a teacher, I felt so stuck in knowing that my income could never grow. And I'm just going to say this, I think, especially if you're a teacher listening to this, there's a very martyrism with a lot of teachers of, well, I'm not here for the money. It's like, okay, that's fine, but you can also want to make an income. And that's something that always kind of, I think, bothered me in my teaching profession was like, it was the whole like, well, I don't care about money because I'm just here to help. And it's like, yeah, but I also didn't want to be living paycheck to paycheck. I wanted to be able to get my nails done. I know it sounds so silly, but I wanted to be able to do simple things like that and not be fucking so stressed out that I wasn't going to have anything left over. And at the time, and again, it's, it's just so funny. I look back, like I knew so many teachers that used to be like, well, I'll just marry rich or my husband will make money. Like I've heard so many teachers say that. And I had that mentality for so long. And then it's hilarious because who did I fall in love with? I fell in love with the bartender with three jobs and <laughs> going through college, like totally different path. Like Zach didn't have a pot to piss in, but you know, I loved him so much. So it didn't matter. But you know, Molly taught me these things. And then I was introduced to this group of other women. And that's where it was like a little snowball. It was like, okay, this is making me feel alive because I'm, I'm, I'm getting healthier. I'm getting stronger. It felt good to lose some weight and, and really find something that worked for me. Then I had this personal development in my hands. So my body was changing, but then my mind was changing. It was growing. And the coolest part for me in, you know, the two and a half years that I was a coach and that I was, you know, a coach on the side and a teacher full time was how personal development, it made me such a better teacher. I worked in a very hard setting with a lot of kids that were homeless or, you know, just, just rougher backgrounds, or, you know, they were in that pocket of society that, you know, was like, I, you know, when you're a teacher, they always ask you, how are you going to bridge the gap? Meaning like, how are you going to help the kids that are poor or black or brown be like the white kids on the other side of the district, quite frankly. And that shit used to piss me the fuck off. And I was super passionate about it, but, um, it made me such a better teacher to have the, the healthy side of me with the fitness and then the mindset piece with the personal development. Then this community, because I had never been around so many growth-minded people. And this is never to dog on friends or family because I still have friends or family who are not coaches. They're not in this world and I love that. Um, but it was so refreshing because what they were doing, these coaches that I was surrounding myself with was that I found the dreamers. I found the people like me who said life is good, but I want to make it great. I found the people who were not afraid to say, I want more income in my life to pay off debt or to go for a trip or trivial things like get their nails done. I was around people who were dreaming bigger and having like this what if, and it stirred up inside of me, this, this, this dreamer inside of me, this futuristic person that is a skill that I have of like, oh yeah, like what could we be someday? And it literally changed my life. And as you're listening to this, I just want you to think about your career and where you're at in life. You know, when I started this, I was 24 years old. Zach and I had only been dating a year. I was at the time I was living in a friend's basement who had five kids, 
two were there um, only part of the time because they were her stepsons. But I literally lived in a basement with no, it didn't have four walls. We put up a sheet to make me a wall. I paid them $200 in rent. That's how I started this business was in that freaking basement on the side at school. Being a mother was nowhere on my radar. Being a wife was maybe I thought, oh, maybe I'll marry this guy, but we had just started dating, was not on my radar. The idea of creating a six-figure income was nowhere on my radar. I never thought I would ever make six figures in anything. (laughs) Because I was a teacher. I knew like, oh yeah, you don't make money, but here I am to save all all the children, right? I just never thought that I could be where I am in five years and I'm not even close to where I still want to go. So let's fast forward a little bit. That's how I started. And I just did what my coach told me to do. Molly was my mentor. She had a mentor. She'd been doing this about six months longer than I had. So when she told me the the ins and the outs of how to run a side business through Beachbody, I just listened to her. I just did what she told me to do. I was a self-starter. I used Google and I figured it out. And that's all you need to be a good coach. That's all you need to be a good person in life to make your dreams come true is be that confident go-getter, self-starter, that dreamer, and just do it. Like if someone who's who's gone a little bit ahead of you and has a little bit more success tells you to do something and you see that they're a good person with good intentions, then listen to them. They're there to help you. And so as I kept doing that and as I kept coaching on the side, it grew. I found more people to help in my challenge groups and help them reach their health and fitness goals. And that felt so good. And I was teaching in my challenge groups the way that I couldn't always teach, you know, third graders, right? It's different. I was so much happier every single day. I was so much happier. And here's what's really cool is that, so Beachbody has our own uh, podcast where coaches can learn every single week. It's called the National Wake Up Call. And every single week I'd listen to this this podcast on my way into work because I cut out radio and I cut out just mindless stuff in the car and I would listen to personal development. And I kept hearing these stories from these coaches in the network who had such similar stories to me and some who definitely didn't, some who were in desperate situations, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt or terrible debt and jobs or, you know, husbands who were deployed in Iraq, things like that. But they were telling these stories how they were just normal, average, everyday people. And they used this template basically that this business could give them to create a life that they wanted. And what I realized listening to those calls every single week was that there was no two coaches that were exactly the same. And they were not the same, but we had the same vessel to bring us to our goals. And something I always tell my coaches now is like, You are not like, I never, I hope when you listen to this podcast or you're listening to this right now, or if you follow me on Instagram or you know me in real life, I am Kate and then I am a wife. And then I am a business owner with Beachbody. And then I am pregnant. And like this just, it's, you can be that too. You can be whoever you want to be. This opportunity gives you the vessel to create a life that you want. And what I kept hearing as I kept hearing these stories on this podcast weekly was people who took it from like a very cool side thing to a full-time gig. And the wheel started turning in my head of what if, but I was so scared still. 
So I loved it. And I thought "Mm, maybe someday, maybe I could make that work for me. But right now I'm a teacher. I'm and I was so stuck in my identity as a teacher. And I want to just throw that out to you as you're listening to this now to remind you, like you are not just your career, whether you're a nurse or you're a doctor or you're a corporate grinder or you're a teacher like I was so often in society. And I used to do this was people would ask me who I was and I would just identify with like classroom teacher, third grade teacher. And how I've evolved in the past five years is no, I'm Kate. I'm a teacher by nature and that looks different, but who are you? As you listen to this, who are you? Do you know how to answer that outside of your career? Because that's what coaching gave me was a way to answer that outside of my career. And I just think that's so powerful to remember. But I was still afraid a little bit. I think fear was inside of me and more so just like kind of the idea of like, well, that's for her, not for me. Just because like all those people did it. Could I really do that? And so instead of, you know, it, coaching and, and building a beach body business does not just happen overnight. Um, and I just kept doing my thing. It was my side gig. It was my hustle. It was fun. It was generating a great side income as I kept working and showing up and yeah, I kept doing my thing. I ended up enrolling for grad into grad school because to me, I was checking the boxes. Now I had the boyfriend. I had moved out of that um, uh, basement. I had moved in with my best friend while well, she became my best friend, uh, Kelsey, my roommate, was kind of checking the boxes, right? Zach and I kept dating and I was like, okay, well, grad school is next because in the teaching world, the only way that you learn to make more income is through a master's, which again, I'm never going to dog education. You do your thing. But I also think it's kind of ridiculous that we live in a society that's like, okay, go into thousands of dollars worth of debt. So you can make $10,000 more a year when really whatever side hustle it is you want, or it's like you could go generate income in many other ways too, but that's a whole nother podcast. So got into a local program here in Minneapolis, which was completely up my alley. It was about culturally responsive teaching. It was all about equity. It was all about, you know, white, white supremacy and suppression in our school systems. And I really loved it. And this is also something I want to put out there to you. You can love more than one thing and it can be hard to walk away someday from the thing that you love. Cause it was hard for me to walk away from classroom teaching and equity work and all that stuff. I just want to say that, but that pit, that thing inside of my, my, my gut was still, it was still there and it was still prevalent to think, man, I think there's something else out there because every single Monday night when I would get to class and I would sit down and I would be working on, you know, the grad school stuff, I had this like thing in the back of my head that was like, what if you put this time towards coaching? What if you went all in on coaching? Like, what if you went balls to the walls and you created this to be full-time? And that was just like, it was like the quiet whisper. And I think sometimes we think the road to changing our life is going to be this big, huge, like moment. And I actually think it's these series of small little gut feelings that are inside of us that we ignore. And it's like, that's your soul telling you what you actually want. And so I was in the program for one semester. I loved it. And it's funny because again, I think about the community I've met through coaching and the way that you surround yourself with these growth-minded people and these people who are wanting to level up. It's just, it's so life-changing. And at this point, you know, I had been a coach maybe like a year and a half or something. And Molly and I had become really great friends. And I was at her house talking with her and her husband, Steve, about grad school. And I was just like, 
kind of like verbally working it all through with her. And I was just like, kind of going through like, well, education's never a waste. I could still finish it. It's only a two-year program. Coaching's completely covering it. Like everything I'm earning with coaching is paying for grad school. So I won't end up in debt. And, you know, even someday if I am a full-time coach, it's never a waste to get my master's. And like, it was so, I laugh now, me, Molly and Steve laugh at it. She's like, we literally like watched you work through all your shit because by the end of it, I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to have to just like check this box because that's what everybody else is doing in my field. And just, I didn't want to do that. So I didn't. And I remember calling my mom at like 11 PM, which is so funny because it's like, why do we do that at 25 years old? You feel like you still have to like call your parents. And I mean, as Glennon Doyle always says, she's like, are you worried about disappointing someone? If you're disappointing someone, you're placing your appointment on what other people want for you. And you have to do what you want for you. Um, and I just remember calling my mom and being like, mom, I don't want to do grad school. I want to quit. And she was like, okay. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. And man, I just felt like I had such a weight off my shoulder. And it was that day, that next day where I quit grad school. And that was hard. It was hard because I liked the program and I believed in what we were doing, but I just didn't want to do it where I decided, okay, Kate, you are going to go all in doing coaching on the side to see what you can make of it. So I went through, you know, a couple more years teaching and then um, I actually switched positions and I found my dream teaching job. I got to go teach at the middle school that I went to middle school. So that was super fun because I was like working with all my past teachers. I got to teach sixth grade again, which was so my alley. I'm a weirdo and like I love middle schoolers. I think they're fucking hilarious. And I got to teach social studies which was so up my alley because I could still take all of these things I was learning um, that I had learned in my grad school program with equity work and talking about, you know, all of that stuff and putting it into the social studies curriculum. So I was very, very excited to have this role. But as I entered that 27, 2018 school year, I had in the back of my head, you are going to quit teaching this year. And it was like one of those things where I had grown coaching, where at that point, and again, Beachbody does not guarantee any level of success from the coaching income opportunity. It's completely dependent on each coach's skill, diligence, willingness to work and show up. But at that point, as I went into that school year, I had with my coaching income surpassed my teaching income. So I was now making more through coaching than I was through teaching. So I could see the path of making this a full-time thing. And, but I wanted to be very secure financially before I walked away from teaching, because that was obviously daunting. That was obviously something that was scary. I would lose health insurance, that kind of stuff, because, um, you know, you're technically a 1099 with, uh, coaching. And so I just wanted to play my cards right. And I didn't tell anyone going into that year, like, yeah, I think this might be my last year because I also was still hustling. And you guys, the coolest thing about being a coach was I was still doing all the same stuff I was doing in the beginning. I was rocking my own program and my health and fitness. I was getting results every single month. I was, you know, sharing on social media. I was connecting with people. I was inviting them to my challenge groups. They joined me. 
trust me, there is never a lack for people who need help with their health and their fitness and their mindset. I was getting so much fulfillment out of that. At that point, I had my own team. I was recruiting coaches, teaching them how to do the same thing, teaching them how to generate their own side income through these challenge groups, through mentorship. And man, I loved it. And so I went into that school year thinking, okay, this might be the last year, but let's just like see how it goes. And man, I had so much fun that school year. It is truly one of my favorite years I ever had of teaching. I truly felt so at home. I had an amazing team. And again, I want to remind you as you're listening to this, this is good to great. My life was good. At that point, Zach and I had been dating. We got ended up getting engaged. Like I was happy. I was happy as a teacher. And when I think about my life, if I had stayed a teacher, I don't think I'd be unhappy. Uh, maybe I would be doing virtual freaking teaching all last year in 2020, but I don't think I, you know, I wouldn't be on the street. I wouldn't be poor. I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be unhappy, but I would not be who I am today if I had stayed. And that's the, as you listen to this, put yourself in this story. Where do you fall? Are you in a situation where you could go good to great, but you're scared? Because if you're scared, that means you're on the right path. That means your soul is telling you that something's on the other side. You're just, you just haven't admitted it to yourself probably. And I went through that school year and I ended up in that January of 2018 going to an event in Los Angeles. And it's for, um, it's called the new leader conference. You can um, earn it as a coach. There's I mean, that's another thing I didn't even talk about with coaching. You can earn so many fun trips and it's literally the best. Like we normally travel like four or five times a year with coaching stuff. Um, can't wait to get back to that. But anyway, the coolest thing ever, I had tried to qualify for this event the year before and I missed it. And I was so bummed out. But then this year came up, I had earned it. And not only that, I got a phone call from Beachbody Corporate and they're like, Caitlin, we want you to be one of our success stories and speak about you being a coach. Because at that point I had achieved something called elite and that's a really, really big deal in the Beachbody world. Now we've done it four times, which is so cool. Um, and so they asked me to speak and I was like, Yes. And it was that full circle moment again of that little girl in her bedroom holding that stupid C-Squad basketball trophy, teaching and speaking and inspiring. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And I got to go on stage and literally tell my story to 500 people. And on that plane ride home from Los Angeles after this amazing event, and it was so much fun. And I was there with a few other coaches on our team. I just knew I was not going to come back to the classroom. And I knew that I needed to tell my principal. I knew I needed to rip the bandaid off and say, okay, Kate, like this is go time. And so shortly after that, I made an appointment with my assistant principal and my principal. And I just remember too, my principal at that school, he was just like a very quiet, like super dry, sarcastic guy. I freaking loved him to death. He was hilarious. I thought he was funny as shit. And um, I remember emailing them both. He was like, oh, can you just meet with our AP? I was like, no, I need to meet with both of you. <laughs> And you guys, I was so scared. I was like shaking. My armpits were sweating so bad. And I sat down with them and here I am 27 years old. And I just sat down with them and 
I, I sat down and I said, Hey, I just need to speak to you guys about next year, my position. I was like, I've actually had this side business for several years and it's really taking off. And as much as I love teaching here, I am someone who's like, if I'm not a hundred percent in, especially for me in the teaching field, because I fucking hated teachers who had been teaching for too long and you knew they didn't like it anymore and you knew their heart wasn't in it. It's like, fuck you, get out and give that position to someone else. And that's how I felt. It was like, if I'm not all in with kids and their education, I'm out. And so I kind of just, I didn't say that in specific, but I just said, you know, if I'm not hundred percent in, I have to be out because it's not fair to kids. And I really want to pursue this. And they were so supportive. They're like, that's so cool. Like awesome. They were also really bummed. And I will tell you that subsequently that principal offered me my job back about three different times. Be like, are you sure you want to go? Are you sure you want to leave? Cause they liked me and I'm not afraid to say that good to great, good to great friend. Right? So then I felt so free and I was like freaking the hell out. So I like ran and found my team and my team, they were all like, they all could have been my parents. They were all, you know, older than me had been teaching. They were so fun though. Oh my God. I love that team. And I was like, you guys come here. And I like pulled them into a random conference room. And I was like, I have to tell you this, I'm not coming back next year. And they were like, what? And then I told them like the synopsis and here's the coolest thing. We get so scared that people are going to judge us when people really, most people want to cheer us on every single one of those teachers, the three other teachers on my team, every single one of them was like, Caitlin, I wish I would have done something like that. When I was your age, I wish I would have explored and done something else. This is so cool. And every single teacher that I knew when, like when they knew I was leaving, they're like, dang, like you were really good at this. We're going to miss you. Like we loved your energy, but every single one of them had said, I wish I would have done something like that before I had kids, before I had a mortgage, but whatever. And it's never too late, but man, I want you to think about that. And, you know, I went the rest of the school year. I gave it my all with coaching. I gave it my all with teaching. And I had the best opportunity to teach my middle schoolers right then and there that sometimes dreams are scary. All the things that I was teaching them that year, sure, I taught them social studies, but you know what else I did a lot with those sixth graders was just talk to them about life and dreaming bigger and working hard and growth mindset. And here I was able to tell a whole group of 12 and 13 year olds, Hey, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. I'm actually going to go do something else. And I got to share that with them that year of I'm scared. I don't know. I'm going to miss you guys. Like, this is going to be weird, but you, sometimes you have to work hard. And like, that was the coolest experience. And I'm so proud that I had a class of kids to teach that lesson to. And so that year, 2018, June, 2018, I said goodbye to teaching. I filled out my form. I rescinded my position. And here we are two years later. Now we're sitting here in 2021 and full-time coach. And I'm sitting here in my office, staring at my computer, looking at a sonogram of my child that will be here this year in April, thinking about the 24 year old version of myself who started this for the someday, for the someday when you, you can fully feel like yourself for the someday when you don't have to be living paycheck to paycheck for the someday when you get married for the someday when you guys decide to buy a house for the someday when you decide to be a mom. And now that someday is here. 
And I'm sharing this story with you because you can do more in your life by simply just being yourself. And all it takes is a little bit of courage every single day to decide I am in the driver's seat. I'm going to take myself from good to great. And as you sit here on January 1st or whenever you listen to this, you know, if you listen to this in the future, whatever, it doesn't matter if it's January 1st. It doesn't matter if it's a new year. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday. It's the decision today to say, I am in charge of cultivating my dreams. I am the one who can put in the work. I am the self-starter. I am the dreamer. I am the helper. I am the person who knows that I am made for more, but I need a way to do it. And of course, this would be my invitation to you right now to say, I'm not going anywhere. I absolutely love every single thing that coaching stands for. I absolutely love every single thing that Beachbody stands for. Our mission statement is help people lead healthy, fulfilling lives. And healthy doesn't just mean our fitness programs, although they are top notch, they are the best. It doesn't just mean nutrition, which we've got the best there too, but it means healthy mindset, that personal development, that being around, you are like the five most people you want to be around. I think about who I am surrounded with, the caliber of, of women that I am surrounded with through coaching. It is unbelievable. And again, it doesn't negate for my friends or my family outside of that bubble, but man, is it empowering to be around that many leveled up human beings. It makes you an incredible, um, adaptable person. And it just, it's, it, it's your choice. And of course you can do whatever you want. Maybe for you, you're going to go start that woodworking business or that Etsy shop. But I want you to put, I want to share my story with you today, because I think who's ever listening to this is like me. They are that person thinking of someday. They are that person who knows that they are a leader. They know that they're a self-starter. They know that they're, it's that gut feeling. It's that something inside of them that they say, I could do this, but you don't know what it is. I'm telling you right now that this could be it. And I am always here to share with you my story, my heart, my how-to, because my mission now with this, with this business, with being a coach is to continue to help women, millennial women, who are those go-getters, who are confident, who are those self-starters, who are those dreamers, who have a big heart, who want to help people. Maybe you're a young first-time mom. Maybe you're like me and you're in that pocket where, you know, someday you're going to be a mom, but not quite yet. It is my literally life's work and mission now to find that person, tell her, hey, I've got the roadmap. You give me permission to, to help you. You give me permission to coach you. You give yourself the permission, though, to change your life. You give yourself the permission to say, I'm done with being good. I'm ready to go great. You give yourself the permission to say that I am the leader and I'm going to go be her now. I'm going to act as if I am her now, because if I act as if I am her now, I will be her in the future, period. And so I don't know what the next five years bring, but here's the coolest thing. In the five years I've done this, things that felt so, so far away have happened. And along the way, I've missed a ton of goals. There are so many things I still want to achieve that I haven't yet. But I know, and I've said this before on, I think it was episode 12 of this podcast, 
um, creating goals is that we overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can do in 10. And I know we can move fast. I know I can reach some of these goals shorter if I need to, but it's like in five years, I can't even imagine. I'm going to have five-year-old. Uh, it's like, we have, we have dreams of owning a beautiful cabin on the North shore of Minnesota of savings, like saving, like we're already going to start saving college for a baby. That's not even born yet. You know, it's like, I just, there's so many things and, and a big piece of my dream and my goal now is to create a team of other women who are like me going from good to great living a life that they actually freaking want to live how they want when they want on their own terms because they know that life is way too short not to so that's my story and it's not done and that's even cooler because i still get to write it i still get to grow i still get to become another version of myself and maybe i'll re-record this in five years if god maybe podcasts won't even be a thing in five years who knows but I just want to share this with you today. If you are that woman, it is time to reach out. If you are that woman, it is time to take the first step. If you are that woman, it is time to say, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do it scared, but I'm ready to change my life. And so I hope that this story today, you could find yourself in it. I hope that me sharing this today shows you that a normal everyday person, no one, no one special can, can really create a life that they want and that you can do the exact same thing. And so thank you for listening to this. I wish you nothing but love and health and happiness and just go for what you desire, sister, go for what you really want and know that if you want a person to help you do it, I'm right here for you to help you do that. So as always, thank you so much for this listening for being here at the Kate take podcast for listening to this episode and, um, just hanging with me today to hear this story. And I just hope that you feel inspired to take action. So have a beautiful day. I'll talk to you later.